This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking with uh, Shelly Fagan about how mastering SEO taught her to be a better developer. Shelly, welcome to Press This. Hi. Thanks for having me, David. I totally am excited to be here. I know. So glad. So good to have you on. I know we've had the opportunity to speak together at PubCon. Uh, we also did a session at WP Engine's virtual event, Decode. Um, but today, I know, it's fun stuff. So today, for everyone listening, what we're going to talk about is really Shelly's journey. So she started her career as a developer, eventually mastered SEO, one of the, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, one of the world's leading experts in SEO. Um, just reference some of the places uh, she gets exposure at as a speaker, thought leader. Um, Shelly's going to share her thoughts today around how that journey coming from developer to SEO uh, helped aid in her skills as a developer. So to kick us off, Shelly, um, I don't know if I've even asked you this question before. I know I've known you for a number of years here, but briefly tell me about your WordPress origin story. What was the first time, when was the first time you used WordPress? Um, that's a really great question. I had to dig deep to remember, to be honest. I'm, I, I, I'm I stole that here. question. Hmm. I stole that question from the WordPress.org questionnaire as you create your account. So just to be clear. But wow. uh, yeah, what's your, what's your story? Well, you know, 
if I'm thinking back to the first time I remember using WordPress, um, so my first several years that I really like started working with clients in this space, um, I worked primarily with lawyers, um, mostly criminal and personal injury, but I had one in particular that I worked with for almost eight years. And um, we had, up until that point, honestly, I had just used to hand code their website. So straight um, static um, files, um, but we wanted to add a blog. And um, so of course, what platform is best known, obviously, for his blogging capabilities. Um, and so that was really my first experience with setting up a blog for this attorney um, on WordPress. And I, you know, at that time, and I wish I could tell you what year this was, but I want to say it had to be like maybe 2010, 2009, 2010-ish. So. All right. So nearly um, 10 yeah. years. So I think I've done this for over two years now. I ask this question of someone every week. I think you're the first person to actually say I was creating a blog uh, to kind of go with this site. I think a few people had gotten into it from a personal blogging perspective, but that is interesting. Considering its origins this is a blogging platform. Now, you run a business called Highly Search. I know you do a couple of other things around the way, uh, but could you tell us briefly what Highly Search does? Um, so really, I consider myself a very small boutique agency because I mostly do consulting and web development. Um, and so it's, it's very niche in that um, we work mostly with local businesses. Um, with that said, I have an exception. The last couple of years, I started working with a lot of, of lifestyle and food bloggers. And so that's been fun and allowed me to dive back into the dev side of WordPress, which I'm excited. Kind of over the years, I do tend to like go back and forth a little bit. I'll focus more on monthly SEO clients and audits and then development. Um, but I... Oh, sounds like... I was just going to say, it sounds like focusing on local and kind of the food blogger niche are both super heavy in terms of things like schema as it relates to SEO. So I got to imagine that that helped you uh, perhaps think of your development work differently. But maybe we could kind of wind the clock back a little bit. So you said you started in development. Tell me about that. Like, why did you start as a developer? How did you kind of get into that? You know, it's just kind of funny in that um, it really wasn't a plan by any means, but I was always drawn to the internet and technology. And um, when I became pregnant with my oldest, who is turning 18 this month, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out about that. Um, but I was just desperate in that I was like, I don't want to put my kids in daycare. I want to be able to work from home. Um or earn money working from home. And, and that was like my driving factor. And back then we didn't have the resources that we do now. So I would buy books um, on HTML and CSS and, and stuff like that. And I learned how to um, code. When I first started building sites, I was drawn with very little information. I was drawn to a couple different CMSs that I worked with. And I realized like they were horrible for SEO. Um, and so once I realized that, I kind of went back to my roots and started to just learn how to code from scratch. Um, and so for the longest time, that's what I did. I hand coded just static HTML 
pages for my clients, they usually wouldn't have that. They were local clients, so they had smaller websites. Um, so it was easy to manage that way. Um, but of course, things change. But yeah, that, that's pretty much why I started in development was just, you know, wanting to work from home. And, and I was drawn to coding. And, and I didn't know why it just kind of happened natural. And I definitely didn't expect that it would turn into a career by any means at all. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that are thinking about careers these days that allow you to work from home. Obviously, that's a big benefit in the crisis we find ourselves in. And I think, you know, I certainly feel blessed to be in this industry. I know that, you know, a lot of agencies and freelancers, depending on where they're focusing, could still be experiencing pain, if you will, during, you know, some of the budget cutbacks and things like right. that around this Definitely. crisis. But I think from the high level, I think WordPress is well positioned to, you know, address the needs of the world we now find ourselves in. But of course, again, I feel like a lot of us are blessed to have that opportunity. And prior to this, of course, as you pointed out, there's a lot of kind of family independence benefits um, that pursuing these types of careers and businesses uh, have for people. So that's awesome to hear that apply to you. Completely, completely. I don't know, honestly, you know, it was never my intention really to work with clients or any of that stuff. It just kind of happened. But I am so blessed to be able to do that because I was able to take care of my my parents when they're aging. We actually picked up and moved back to my hometown, which has absolutely like very little jobs. But I was able to do what I do working, you know, from a place that, you know, it didn't matter. I, I had clients all over the U.S. So I was so blessed. I can't even tell you. Yeah, it's such a great opportunity, I think. And, you know, I think it's also interesting because you were talking a little bit about, well, look, I was using some other CMS, I was hand coding some HTML pages, and you discovered that they weren't the best for SEO. How did that like get on your radar? How did you start thinking like, geez, I'm building stuff, people should be able to find them? How was that like first surface to you as like something you should worry about? That's exactly. So I first actually started building on a platform called .NET Nuke. Out of the box, it definitely was not SEO friendly. With that said, I was able, like, I used to just build sites for fun, things that I was interested in, thinking I would hopefully get lucky and one would take off. Um, and so I, as soon as I would build it, that was kind of like my natural like progression in how do I get this site to rank? In Google how do I drive traffic and I didn't really know what SEO was um, but I was instantly fascinated as soon as I started to learn about the process of um, optimizing a website so Google can better crawl it I was obsessed and and as much as I was able to make improvements to the CMS I was working on it just didn't meet my standards and so that's kind of when I went to learning yeah, how that's to really I was going to say, it's really interesting because I think, you know, a lot of developers think, oh, that's SEO, that's something else. Um, but it actually does relate back to what you're building. There's a lot of benefits you can kind of carry back over. I want to explore that a little deeper as well as kind of your journey to uh, learning SEO. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be sure. right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. 
If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Shelly Fagan about her journey mastering SEO, coming from a development background, and how that journey helped kind of strengthen her skill set as a developer. Shelly, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about how you were building sites and then kind of was exposed to this notion that, hey, look, people should be able to find them. And uh, you found that fascinating. But, like, why did you decide to learn SEO at such a deep level? Like, I mean, you've gone really far with it. Like I said, you speak at PubCon, a lot of other search conferences, um, do a lot with SEMrush and so on and so forth. But, like, why did you decide to, like, double down and pretty much make that the kind of one of the center points of your career? That's a good question. Um, really, it, it really wasn't a choice. For me, I had no choice. I was so fascinated by it. I, it consumed me. It would, I would have dreams about ranking sites and SEO and finding like technical issues. It, it's just one of those things that felt like it was meant to be. And for me, it's weird and in that certain things always became very, they're very obvious to me, but it's funny is I just thought that's natural. Like, Oh, that's just obvious that that should be the way it is. 
And then I realized it's not that obvious to everyone. Um, and so it was just one of those things where I just had this natural understanding of how things work that um, really it just was not a choice for me. It was the just all every all consuming essentially. It's I love it. I'm passionate. I'm very passionate about SEO. And I hear that from clients all the time that don't understand it. And they're like, oh my gosh, we love your passion. <laughs> Like, I think you're the only person <laughs> I've ever met that dreams about SERPs. Um, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do a poll after this episode, see how many people out there dream about SERPs, but, but I think you're in a small minority. <laughs> um, so you start digging in, start learning about it. You, you find, hey, look, it really makes sense to me. Um, when you talk about it making sense, like how do you think about that relative to the development work? Like for example, things like crawlability, uh, information architecture. I know for me learning SEO, it was like, oh yeah, of course, that's how a site's supposed to be built. It's not just to be nice to the bot. Um, but how did you think about like what you learned with SEO and then how did you then apply that to the development work you were still doing or still do? That's a good question. Um, so some of it was reading, obviously, and learning um, from others, but then taking some of that information and testing it. And that's probably one of the things I really loved. Um, I wish, honestly, I had more time to do more testing today. Back when I started, that's all I did. Um, and it's really just trying everything because what some advice that might be good for one client might not apply to another. Um, there is a lot of SEO that applies across the board, like um, between different disciplines, but then there's an extra layer of stuff that really is unique to each niche um, and each specialty. And, and so it's, it's, I think it's probably one of the reasons why I love it so much is it's a constant learning experience, which honestly, if I could, I'd probably be a, a, a student like over and over. I think I would be, I would enroll in college and just take college courses if, if I could. Um, but I just love it. I love it. That's probably one of the reasons why SEO is so fascinating to me is it's a constant yeah, evolving. It does always change. Learning. The it algorithms does. change. You know, I love that saying, like, SEO is dead. I'm like, SEO will never be dead <laughs> until search engines stop changing their algorithms. Exactly. Then it will be dead. Everyone will know the things, and, and you won't, you know, need to keep up and evolving. So when you were creating sites, though, how did knowing SEO at a deeper level change the way you made a website? You mentioned, for example, testing, and I'm guessing you mean you were trying different approaches and seeing if they had you know, certain outcomes in the search results, but like, what are some other kind of specific ways you might've done something differently? I know you're a big fan of breadcrumbs, for example, is yes. that a, a new thing you layered in? Do you do SEO audits as part of deploy processes? Like help me understand like yes. what you did differently. So I almost always audit. Um, so I do standalone audits for people. Um, but I also, anytime I'm hired to like rebuild a website or I take on just a monthly um, reoccurring SEO client, I always do some sort of audit initially. And um, it, it really does change because I can't say it's applied to every client that I've worked with, but almost everyone has needed their site rebuilt. Um, and so, some of it might just be updating because, you know, it was built before mobile was so 
prominent. And so things weren't built with that in mind, but then other things might be technical. There might be issues. Um, however, the theme was coded. It was not, um, it was missing H1 tags. You know, the titles weren't marked. And some of that stuff you can go into the code and, and just change. Um, but depending on the theme and the framework and how it's built, it can also be very restrictive. And so one of the things I, that's, I, that I don't agree with, I don't like having a foundation that's restrictive. You should be able to grow with this foundation and evolve without having to start from scratch every few years on your website. Um, one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of Genesis um, in that, you know, we can constantly roll out new themes and we're not constantly starting from scratch from the get-go on a site and that I love. Now, granted, I've had to um, because of I've seen developers go in and uber customize even a Genesis theme to the point where it was having SEO issues and duplicate content and things like that. So just because it's on a certain platform doesn't necessarily mean it's an SEO-friendly site that, um, that oh yeah i got it so it sounds like in general <laughs> you're adopting tools that provide flexibility um, but of course as you pointed out you can mess up a site really well even with a good baseline of tools exactly. but i think the i think the other thing i heard you say was like well look as part of my normal dev flow i'm taking into account things that might affect how a site ranks. I'm not just building a page and then later going in and auditing my own thing. I'm kind of auditing as I do it. Exactly. And, and yeah, in the previous episode, one of our previous episodes of Press This, just recently we talked about kind of the relationship between SEOs, devs, and designers. And we talked about it in the context of mainly like somebody built something, an SEO comes in later and tells them what they think they did wrong. And then now we've got to go change everything. But it sounds like maybe one of the big pillars for you is that, well, no, 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 I'm going to do those things as I'm building out the experiences to kind of make things go faster and have kind of yep. a better foot forward. Is that roughly and how you think? Everything I build is done with SEO in mind. Um, and so that is so true. Um, so the best time, and, and this has been said a million times by SEO, but an SEO should be involved in partnership with the designer and the developer. It's super crucial. If not, you're going to end up duplicating a lot of stuff when the SEO goes back and they audit their work. Um, what's better is if the developer has a good understanding of SEO from a technical standpoint. Um, and then little mistakes usually aren't going to be made as often. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super important. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to deliver the news to a client that the beautiful site that their design team just built for them is full of SEO mistakes and issues and potential problems. So that's never yeah, something I, you want to have to tell someone. I've definitely been part of this where the designer will come back and maybe even it's been developed at that time and the SEO looks at it and they're like, oh, this very obvious thing, like, hey, you have no text content on the page or something <laughs> like that. And they're like, ah, oh, I guess I got to totally redo that thing. And that's really frustrating. Um, but it sounds like, uh, you know, you kind of pointed out that technical SEO was the key part that developers should pay attention to. And I think that's a good distinction because SEO is such a, 
a wide field. You have, you know, content strategy, a backlinking strategy, you have all yeah. these concepts that may not be super relevant. So staying focused on that technical SEO part, I think is, is a great point. Um, I, I, I do not agree more, to be honest. I, and I will say this one thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. If you are building websites, if you are actually doing development, there's just no excuse not to have technical SEO background. You shouldn't be touching a site if you don't. It's just too dangerous. I, like <laughs> I, it. I personally I like feel it. that way. And it's not that hard. It's really, if you know how to develop and how to code, then you should understand the, the aspects of technical SEO much easier than the normal person. So no. Yeah, just following a semantic HTML approach will knock out probably eight, 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 eight to 10 things on the technical SEO list. So that's a really good point. I want to dig a little deeper into this kind of fact or notion that you're kind of a, a, a Jill of all trades, or at least two <laughs> trades. Uh, but I want to take a quick break and we'll be right back time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're talking about how mastering SEO taught our guest, Shelly Fagan, to be a better developer. Shelly, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about, at least if you're a developer, um, pursuing technical SEO is kind of the best niche of SEO for your you to gain success or skills in. I want to kind of shift gears for a minute. And, you know, you've talked about how your roots were as a developer, you kind of now taken on mastering or have become a master, if you will, of SEO. 
um, are you a Jill of all trades and master of none? Or how, how do you reconcile <laughs> having multiple disciplines? Some days I feel like that. Um, you know, I've had, and I've, I've had people ask me about um, paid search and things like that. Um, I've had to like stay in this bubble, um, so to speak. Um, I'm very ADD. Um, we'll just put that out there. Um, and I'm fascinated with all things marketing, especially digital. So I have that tendency to like want to know everything about anything. If I, if I'm actually performing or doing the work, I need to know everything about it or I don't feel comfortable doing it for someone else. Um, and so over the years, I've known that I've had to like keep myself, you know, in this bubble and I usually bounce back between technical SEO and development. And that's usually where I stay. Um, I have spent some time learning like Facebook ads um, for a while. I was super fascinated by the advanced targeting, but then they changed it. And I'm like, oh, I can't stay on top of that and stay on top of what's going on in search. I mean, honestly, it's really hard just between the development side and all the changes that occur with WordPress um, and then everything that occurs with SEO. Um, and so okay, I, so it sounds like you do have a bit of an edge. It's the development and technical SEO, if you will, which I think is an interesting way to think about that. I, I love that saying, Jill, or jack of all trades and master of none. I, I often get accused of this because I also am a multi-talented individual, but I like to reply with, I'm a master at being a jack of all trades. <laughs> um, but uh, it's interesting to hear you say, well, I'm not really necessarily a Jill of all trades, although you widely have interests that cover a wide variety of topics, but rather that your niche is development and technical SEO, which is where you talked about really go hand yeah. in hand, which I think is an interesting way to think about that. So let me ask you this. What do you think SEOs miss out on in their SEO strategy by not knowing development. We've talked about your journey from developer to SEO and how that helped your development. What about the other way around? Um, so again, it depends on your specialty. You brought this up earlier in that there are a lot of niches within SEO and there are people that are just link builders and there are people that just deal with content. And yes, I, I do think everyone can benefit a little bit about learning technical SEO. But if you deal with anything technical, I am all for investing in just um, learning a little bit of development. You don't have to be a hardcore, like learn PHP or anything crazy like that. Um, but I, I can't even tell you how I, I've come across where I've rebuilt sites for people after they've been audited. And it's like, I will find stuff while I'm in there that wasn't really as obvious until you're really under the hood. Like I can log into a WordPress site and within like 10 minutes, I can see things that stick out as strange. And I'm like, Oh, how did they do this? And, and I have to go in and look at how the previous developer implemented that. And so learning things that's wrong. <laughs> Sounds like learning the guts, at least as an SEO, how sites are built, if you will. Sounds like your point is that it gives SEOs a much more informed view of how things are accomplished, which could feed into their 
kind of day-to-day strategy, regardless of their job backlinking or otherwise, exactly. um, but that kind of knowing the guts will, will give them a more informed view of their SEO strategy. Well, Shelly, this has been super interesting. Um, really want to thank you for coming on Press This today. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Of course, absolutely. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what Shelly is up to, you can visit highlysearched.com. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.